Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Buff Nation! Let's go! Let's go, man. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour. 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake Schwanitz, RK. How are you on this Monday, bro? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. A lot of uh, a lot of 40 talk. A lot of 40 talk. I'd have to drink a 40 tonight. There you go. In <laughs> celebration. <laughs> and you have to do it in 4.38 seconds, it's a too. Old English to celebrate. <laughs> the, uh, maybe like 4.3 minutes? That's not happening either. No? That's going to end poorly. 4.3 hours is too long. I don't know. 4.3 <laughs> gulps. There you go. Oh God. <laughs> um, we got a lot to talk about today. We'll get to the 40s and we'll talk about those. Uh, some recruiting news. We'll talk about Shane Hooks. But before we get started, we do have a little bit of realignment news. Pete the Mel wrote Yay. an article. Realignment. <laughs> You're not sick of it yet? What? I'm so, so <laughs> sick of it. Well, we may be getting some actual news relatively soon with the Pac-12 basketball tournament being this week. Um, it was said in this article, we may not get actual news and there's not a meeting being scheduled, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is what we have to work yep. with, Ryan. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so Pete the Mel talked to... Mike Trangis, who was the Big East Commissioner from 1990 to 2009. Um, and this is where the headline of the article comes from. He says, there's something I've learned about membership. Don't trust anyone. Everyone is going to do what they think is in their best interest. Everyone is going to do what they think they have to do to position their schools. That's the world college athletics have been living in for a long time. Also in the article, uh, Pete Thamel talked about um, the streaming only option that we've been hearing a lot. He said, a source told ESPN on Sunday that a streaming-only media deal with no presence on traditional television is not an option for the league. I think we view that as a, a good sign. Yep. Um, but yeah, a lot of talk about Oregon and Washington. Go ahead. What was the next part about how like it could be? Oh, uh, a little a streaming-only deal, but like some of the rights are sold off. So yeah, a streaming platform sublicen- sublicensing to traditional television is a potential path as Apple and Amazon have been linked to the league as streaming suitors. So that's that kind of bridge deal we were talking about where ESPN will show like the majority of the games or something and then Amazon will have like exclusive rights to like a Friday night game. I see that, like that. This reads as the opposite of that to me. Where Amazon would have the majority of the game but they're going to sublease it sub whatever uh some of the games out to an ESPN. So, you know, you could give ESPN second pick every mm-hmm. week. 
Um, and that's key because that could help bridge some of these Pac-12 schools over to the Big Ten if realignment talks were to get that far, I guess. But sounds like we're still really far off um, because, I mean, March 6th, we were told Q1 this Pac-12 deal will be done. We were told by the Pac-12 tournament it'll be done. And now it looks like we're going to surpass both of those time periods. Yep. I love how Connor Johnson is acting like Pete Thamel is not a legitimate college football source. I mean, this is an ESPN PM Plus article I'm reading to you guys here. Yeah, that's like saying, like, LOL, y'all sources Ian Rappaport. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is like his... It's like, what, Bruce Feldman and then him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so he is the football. Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk about Oregon and Washington and about... Uh, them getting, uh, I don't know what the term is, just a bigger piece of the pie, I guess, in yeah. order to try and keep them. But I don't know, man. It's This is just a lot of, uh, we don't really know this. We don't really know that. This is what we're hearing. He did mention the Four Corner Schools and Big 12 being in discussions, but we've heard that for six months now. <laughs> they just, like, the Pac-12 needs to get something done. Yeah. If they want any chance of keeping the Four Corner Schools, as we're calling them, um, which, like, they have to get something done. They have to have something to show and say, okay, here's what we got going. Take kind of like take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And then these teams can make a choice. But it's the uncertainty for all of these schools, including Colorado, that is hurting them so much. By the way, the lighting in here is great today. Yeah, it looks um, awesome. It, it, it's not knowing what's next makes you want to explore a more safe option, right? Right. Um, and that's kind of what the quote from Mike Trangese was talking about, the former Big East commissioner, is that these schools are, if you give them the option to kind of look around and try and find their own path, they're going to do that because they're really only looking out for themselves. I mean, they're going to say, yeah, we back the pack and all this stuff, but I mean, they're going to be looking for other options in other yeah. conferences. And like this, I, let me just say this. I don't back the pack at all. I back Colorado. And so I, that's how everyone that is involved with Colorado should be. Rick George should not back the pack. The fans should not back the pack in this situation. Mm -hmm. Everyone just needs to be looking out what's best for Colorado. Coach Prime doesn't back the pack. Everyone needs to be looking out for what's best for CU. And so, sure, I would love for the Pac-12 to get their shit together. And, you know, let's try this without USC and UCLA. Mostly because of the reason I th uh, we keep going back to the Joel Clatt path yep. to the national championship or to the to college football playoffs. Like that's the only reason I have any interest in staying in the pack because it's going to be a kind of a weak Power Five conference moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, like there's no we don't owe anything to the Pac-12 conference. All the people in charge owe anything to is to Colorado trying to do what's best for them. Mm -hmm. um, Connor says the mill's a clickbait guy. Dude, this is an ESPN Plus article. Why would you clickbait no, a paywall not. article? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, he's the, the probably the second most legit person. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's talking to people associated with this stuff that have been in these conversations. So we'll see. I don't think we're going to get a resolution anytime soon. We wait, Ryan. Yes, we do. Um, let's talk about some recruiting news, but before, shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. Polarized lenses, uh, they've been rated five stars by over 200,000 people, and right now, exclusively for our listeners, 
Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DMVR or visit them in store at the Park Meadows Mall for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Ryan, what happens, say you're walking down the street with your beautiful Shady Rays and someone beats you up and steals your Shady Rays? Who do you call? Bacchus and Shanker. Bacchus and Shanker. There you go. Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families and have been doing so for more than 25 years. They have won over $1 billion for the clients. Best part about them is no fees to speak with them about your case, no fees while they work on your case, and no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Box and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, and can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222. Bacchus and Shanker wins. I feel like what we have to just tie a bow on this with, with Connor and Pete okay. Mel. But he's saying the former Big East Con- uh, Conference commissioner is in the Pac-12 TV deal conversations. No. that He's quoted in the article as just a person who yes. has knowings of these things. Then other sources are cited in the article in terms of the inside yes. information. Yes. It's, it's called like, you're building an article here, right? He could have just posted source, this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to write a story on it, so he brought in someone who is an expert on these sort of things to add color to the story. Right. He's not who is being cited as the source that, mm-hmm. you know, this or that could happen with the Pac-12 or that streaming is uh, a full streaming thing isn't an option. Right. Just yeah. to be clear. And when it comes to all the the sources and people on Twitter who like to throw things out when it comes to realignment, I mean, Pete the Mel's, you've already, we've already said it. he's about as legit as you can get when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So. Um, let's move on. Some recruiting news to talk about. Well, I guess transfer portal news. Shane Hooks on Instagram today listed a top five with Bucky's swimmer drown in the background. Ah, 100 mil, I need it. <laughs> there you um, go. His top five, CU, Cincinnati, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and UNLV. Uh, one of those is not like the others. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, but he may be able to make a hundred mil in the casinos. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's wouldn't why. recommend trying. <laughs> um, are we thinking he's a lock to see you then? Deion Sanders Jr. song in the background. I mean, I think he's on the hook. Yeah, <laughs> to be a buff. Um, I mean, how are you going to put Deion Sanders Jr. How are you going to put Osaken on in the background and not uh not come to Boulder? Yeah, and this is perfect. The Buffs have been looking for a bigger wideout. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in on six seven. They were in on six five. You know they're they're looking for uh, a big target. They've kind of struck out. Like you know we haven't talked about the Buffs missing on the recruiting trail much at all. This one for whatever reason they haven't been able to wrangle that you know red zone target um, for Shadur, for Shadour Sanders other than of course Sadu Traore who's mm-hmm. that big body. But just as a pure wide receiver, they have not been able to get the guys they were going after. Shane Hooks, come on down. Ten touchdowns last year. Uh, a guy who provides you know that 6-4 frame that they've been looking for. It feels like this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was JSU's leading receiver, 64 receptions, 748 yards also. Um, on this Instagram post, he put a location that says, Four Weeks to Freedom. Interesting. Is that until he graduates? Until he graduates, until he announces. It could be anyone's guess at this Let's point. Let's see. It's March 6th, April. You can, there's probably some te- some schools that are ending in April, right? I think so. 
I feel like I, 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 so. I ended in May. I did too. So I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's what he's talking about. He could graduate, then he could transfer. I guess. Because wasn't that the holdup that we thought? Is mm-hmm. he wanted to be a grad transfer? He is a grad transfer. He was a senior last year. So Okay. So yeah. there, so then maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. He's got to graduate. And he's free. He is free. <laughs> Hopefully he'll be a buff at that point. Man. Um, but he would be an awesome addition, as you said. Kind of rounds out the receiving room, but also... That chemistry with Shador is already established. I mean, he'd be kind of just like a plug-and-play receiver that Shador could trust from snap one against TCU. I mean, you're going to have to have Shador get kind of acclimated to a bunch of the other guys, uh, Montana, Jimmy, Weaver, uh, with hooks. Maybe you have, what, a day or two to tune up, kind of refamiliarize yourself, but it's already there. And I think there's certainly value in that Uh, in – I, this feels like a done deal to me from Mm -hmm. a CU perspective. Like, they should want him. I'm sure they do, obviously, if he's in the top five and he should want to come here. It's going to, you know, who are the teams again? Cincinnati, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and UNLV. So he's, this is the best quarterback he's going to play with. Yep. Um, and, and unless one of those other schools have, you know, an ace in the hole in terms of a freshman coming in. Ole Miss has, I think, Dart still. Okay, at quarterback, but I'll yeah. take I'll take Shador. Mm-hmm. So, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I hope it happens. A little more uh, Jackson State connection in Boulder, uh, and he was their leading receiver last year, right? Yep, yep. So it's not as if Shador didn't like him, right? You know, like it would be one thing if he had low numbers and it was like, oh, did he like looking his way? No, he loved looking his way, mm-hmm. even with all the other options that were out there. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. I guess uh, we'll check back in in four weeks. There we go. Other recruiting news. We have a visit for the spring game. His name is Xavier Atkins. 247 Sports Composite four-star linebacker. 247th overall in the nation. 20th linebacker overall. Currently committed to LSU. Listed at 6 foot 205 from Summer Creek High School in Texas. 6 foot 205 linebacker? Mm-hmm. He's small. A little small, yeah. Got to got to bulk up a little bit. Yep. Um, let's go. How many Xaviers would that be on the team? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I feel like there's at least a couple already. Yep. Added in with Weaver, I'm sure there's. Yeah. By the way, a couple of the JSU uh, people in the comments came through and said that uh, JSU graduation is right around the spring game, so that makes sense. Oh, there you go then. Spring game is uh, April 22nd. Which is when Atkins will be visiting. I think he's visiting that whole weekend, 21st to the 23rd. Uh, this guy also runs track. Ran a 23-second 200-meter uh, as a sophomore, so two years ago. 20-plus TFLs, eight sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries as his team won the state champ- or went to the state semifinals. There we go. Beast. He is a beast. Uh, next guy to talk about is Jordan Lockhart. He is from St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California. Love also it. plays linebacker. Pipeline City. Yep. Um, he narrows... Oh, sorry. I'm talking about the wrong guy. Uh-oh. I don't know where I got him from. I was talking, trying to talk about the interior lineman that listed CU in his top 14 from top 50. <laughs> top interior lineman in the country. 
includes Wait, CU. You're telling me he at one point had a top 50? <laughs> Those are just his offers totally. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. No, I was going to say, I've seen no, no, a lot no. of things. I have not yet seen a top 50 from a recruit. Um, yeah, it was post- posted by Haas Fawcett on Saturday. Jordan Seaton. Okay. That's where I got confused. Uh, 6'6", 280 from Washington, D.C., best interior alignment in the 24 class. Um, I mean, it's a who's who of college football here. Bama, Michigan, Oregon, all of them. But CU's in there, too, so they're in the mix. There we go. We'll see. That I mean, can you imagine the offensive line that they have an opportunity to put together here? Mm-hmm. I mean, even just this year's offensive line, I think, is going to be just markedly improved from last year's. But that's kind of a patchwork offensive line, right? You mm-hmm. know, a couple transfers here and there, a couple guys that you liked on the team. Now they're in on like all of these four and five stars, you know, Brandon Baker, this guy you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as next season, they could have one of the best lines in the country. Yep. It's crazy. Sorry, not this coming season, but the one after. Right. Uh, so Seton is 41st player overall in this upcoming class. He does have a crystal ball from Steve Wiltfong to Ohio State. Um, but I mean, we're a whole year out, and this prediction was filed four months ago. Yep. So that's pre prime. Pre prime, yep. A lot of <laughs> things have changed since then. Um, in the comments, Lauren said that currently Shane Hooks on on three is 97% to Ole Miss. My only re- reaction to that is how do you get 97%? Well, I remember they had 99% for a few guys yeah. like back early in there. I don't know. I, I don't understand. 97 is random because I assume it's one person's prediction. They're like, I'm 97% sure he's going to <laughs> Ole Miss. Or maybe someone is just like, well, I only feel about 3% confident that he's not going to go to right, right, right. Ole Miss. I'm um, looking it up right now. Yeah, the 2.097.3% percent to Ole Miss and that's one person's prediction or do they do they not do it that way I don't I don't think they do it that way it doesn't say exactly but there's 2.7 percent chance he goes to Cincinnati apparently what are we doing here I, I don't know that's a great okay. question <laughs> so there you go um let's talk about some speed yes Dylan Edwards and Jimmy Horn apparently ran a 438 by the way get your questions in there and you get these likes up uh, we talked about last week just about Jimmy Horn's speed, and they raced with the chains on. Seems like Jimmy got a little jump the first couple reps, and then Dylan maybe pulled it out slightly in the third rep. Mm-hmm. Now they're running the exact same 40 time. Uh, Jimmy does have two years on Dylan Edwards, though. I guess let's start here. Running a 4.38 in college is insane. Yeah. It is truly insane. Running a 4.38 as a high school senior, which is what Dylan Edwards is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's on campus, but in terms of a normal school clock, yeah. he's in the second semester of his high school senior year. He's running 4.38. That is insane. Insane. And it means that, when, you know, if he progresses at all, come draft time, he's going to be, like, flirting – with low four threes, potentially even four two speed, mm-hmm. because it's not like maybe he has had some training, but like a lot of times these guys, what happens is these guys finish their their last season of football, and then they start training for the combine. And you're like training with a professional speed coach 
specifically just for get off speed, yep. all of this stuff. So you can crank up your 40 time, which is kind of like silly considering you're never running a timed race in, mm -hmm. in football. Um, but this is like obviously hand time, so it's not as accurate. But when he starts training for the combine in terms of just training, getting off the blocks and stuff like that, he could run an insane time. Uh, and forget all that. Having two sub four four guys on a college football team is just wacky. It is wacky. There were twelve players last weekend at the NFL Combine in the entire combine that ran faster than four three eight. And again, that's laser timed. This right. is hand timed. Right. Who knows how accurate it really is? Could be slow for all we know. Mm -hmm. um, but still, uh, those two guys can absolutely fly. Uh, and then Jimmy Horn, on top of it, mentioned that he had a 40-inch vertical. Yeah. A 40-inch vertical and a 43840 is elite athlete-type stuff. Where do you think Jordan Tyson would fit in on the 40-yard dash if he was completely healthy? God, I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know. It's, it's so hard for me to know. You never know about college speeds. Like mm -hmm. I've never even really heard about what a guy ran in the 40 until his pro day or right. the combine. Um, but he can fly, so I think he would be right in there with them. It's getting scary, man. See, he's going to be fast. Uh, and Travis, he was joking. He said six seconds. But uh, I'm willing to bet he probably had a 4.5 at least in him. At least. At least. And he just has that, like... So what's crazy is all of a sudden we've started talking about 4.4 as if it's slow. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what's happening right. this week. Who's the guy from uh, Tennessee? Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt runs four four one, and people are like, "Oh man, this hurts his <laughs> <I> stock." <know. laughs> I'm like, "What are we doing here? Yeah. Four four one is blazing now. Obviously, it's it's not quote unquote elite anymore, right? Um, because elite is four three eight and below. Honestly, mm -hmm. I guess four three any time in the four threes and below is now being considered elite. And you're seeing guys touch the four twos. Like one guy a year is touching the four twos, which is also insane. Um, but four four is still flying. Mm -hmm. And what I was gonna say though is that I think Travis is probably in the four fours. Uh, but he has that wiggle that's just so valuable. Whether regardless of what side of the ball he's on, obviously mm -hmm. it looks uh, sexier when on offense when you can just you know route someone out of their shoes. But even on defense, you know it's the quick twitch hips like all that stuff. For those guys, like three-cone drill and things like that are equally, if not more, important to their game. Uh, I want to talk Travis here in a bit, but just going back to last year, man, I mean, how speed-deficient this team was. I mean, they had, outside of Jordan Tyson, they literally had no one that could take a, a play 60, 70, 80 yards. I mean, I guess maybe you throw Nico Reed in there on a kick return, but that's really about it. In terms of offensive skill players... It was pretty barren, and now you've got two, four, three guys. You got Travis Hunter, and maybe you'll get Jordan Tyson back sometime this year. I mean, it's a new, it's a whole new world. Yeah, Ryan. it really is. Uh, and and speed is the ultimate equalizer mm -hmm. uh, in college football. It's the one thing that I just think is is non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you need to get strong, you need to be tough, all that stuff, but speed will win you a lot of games. Uh, and then Zico, as the comment said, he didn't give his, but I mean, that guy, when you watch him in one-on-ones, he's moving, man. 
Yeah, I'm sure he didn't want to give his because it's not going to sound impressive right. in a video about how two guys ran 4-3-8. Four, four, three, eight. Eight. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to give mine either. And and people just don't have a lot of um, perspective on like what's a fast time for a bigger guy like that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it is what you look like on the field. That's why like Jalen Hyatt is so funny. He, he's cooking Alabama this year. Yep. And now we're like, oh, I don't know if he's fast enough at 4-4-1. Four, four, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, we got to stop that. Um, with Travis Hunter, though, he's been wearing those gray shirts, Ryan. The offensive gray shirts. Defense wears black. Wow. And he's been running a lot of routes we've seen in videos. Put him where he's passionate. I'm about it. I am, too. I, 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 it would just make me sad because I've, t- I've just thought so much about how easy it's going to be to call the defense this year. So I, I think he's still going to play defense. I, he will. Um but it's going to be hard to keep him off the field on offense. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I doubt Shane Hooks is a 4-3 player, too. But, uh, I mean, he can't hurt. Weaver's yep. fast, too. I'm sure that kid runs at least a 4-5. Yeah. Probably into the 4-4s, high 4-4s. I mean, it sounded like people thought he was up there in speed with Jimmy Horn. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. quite as fast, but close. Yeah, I mean, well, we talked about it in the film room. He can kind of he can take a slant sixty plus yards if you give him a, like a a window in the open field. But um, Jimmy Horn is different. That is different speed. It he just glides. Yeah, I'm my Jimmy Horn hype meter is like climbing by the day. Does he lead the league? Uh, lead the team in receiving this year? I in yes, yes, I yeah? think he does in yards for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I just can't get out like what's what's blowing me away is not just the speed and the athleticism. It's like the build. Mm -hmm. He's not built like a quick twitch, speedy little guy. Mm -hmm. Like he has some shoulders on him. Yeah. And I think he's going to be able to be physical as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just going to those videos like that neck. Like, I don't know. He doesn't look like a quick, speedy um, scat back type receiver. You're just like trying to get him the ball and. Hope he doesn't get hit too hard. Mm-hmm, for sure, he actually does look a lot bigger than whatever he's listed at the yeah. five ten, like one seventy or something. He just kind of has a remember like Carlos Henderson, yeah, who like led the nation in yards after contact for a, a wide receiver, right? Yeah, not quite that built, mm-hmm. but there's just a difference between little speed receiver and then a guy who who like you're not afraid if he gets the ball in his hands and takes some hits for sure. Um, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of that. He was, like, carrying the ball. They were, like, handing it off to him at USF and stuff. So Just get him the rock however you can. Yep. Um, just Especially when your quarterback can't throw. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just about these workout videos. I mean, Tyler Brown's been crushing it. He is literally just pulling people across the field in the, in the rope drills. Uh, Cam Soman Craig's been a dog in those, too. Also <clears throat> just pulling people that are look to be bigger than him. I think he... Uh, was lined up across from Anthony Hankerson in an offense versus defense rope drill. Just pulled him right across. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Um, but, yeah, let's get those questions in, guys. We'll get to those very, very shortly. But first, a word from our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Right in front of me, we've got the Avalanche Amber Ale. Some say it is the best Amber Ale on the market right now. Breckenridge Brewery has a ton of great other beers. You can get my favorite Mountain Beach Sour, RK's favorite, the Strawberry Sky. They also have the Juice Drop IPA. You can find all those great beers at their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com. 
Use that to find a Breck Brew near you. And then also shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. I told you guys to take Max Verstappen. My dude won by like 15 seconds. Wow. 40 seconds over third place. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. <laughs> I'm just saying I told you so. But you've been on it too with the Jokic and the triple-double bets and all that, yeah. or triple-double bets. I need like a text reminder. When, when did they race? Sat Sunday morning? Sunday, yeah. I need like a Saturday night. Don't forget to get your Verstappen bets in. <laughs> well, after what we saw on Sunday, uh, he's going to be a much bigger favorite moving say forward. The value won't be great. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. A lot of interesting tracks. Do you have a bet for today? Is it just... Uh, Nikola Jokic triple-double? Jokic triple-double is sitting at minus 120, I think, right now, which is still good value. Um, I like that. And then here's the real, like, if you want to get crazy. Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray needs six threes to tie, seven threes to become the all-time leading three-point made, uh, three-point shooter mm -hmm. in Nuggets history. He's also going up against the Raptors. He's from Canada. If you want to bet on Jamal Murray going crazy and making seven three-pointers tonight, or I think the most you can bet is over five or something, mm -hmm. then throw that in an SGP. Might there you go. Get some crazy value. Uh, we got the Buffs playing on Wednesday against Washington in the Pac-12 tourney. Going to be tough. No KJ Simpson. He's dealing with mono. Uh, Tristan De Silva came off the bench on Saturday. Ruffin's hurt. Hadley's been out. Um, we'll see what the line is, but... Uh, I will say, Tad Boyle has a insane record in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. I think he's only lost in the first round once. Interesting. In 10, 11 years. Do you, has he played a team in the first round that swept them in the season? Do you know that? Don't know that for sure. I doubt it, though. Because um, a lot of those years were the five or the six seed, mm -hmm. and you're playing you know, one of the worst teams in the conference. So that's mm -hmm. why he was able to kind of pad that up. Um, I thought they were really gutsy the other day like they, they were great defense yeah um great Julian rebounding Hammond, yeah great game from yeah, him yeah man. he filled in really well for kj i don't know what it is with colorado and uh, basketball and mono this almost exact same thing happened at the exact same time of the year with andre robertson mm -hmm. uh when when he was on the team and i it was a much higher stakes then because i remember uh tad was saying like please don't report this i feel like it might uh ruin our seed in the in the ncaa tournament wow if they know that we're not going to have andre that's crazy um though. so it's probably right yeah so it, uh, same time of year though so weird mm -hmm. um anyways download DraftKings sportsbook app now sign up with code dmvr new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, with that, the basketball talk. Wednesday, the Buffs are playing, so this show is probably going to be pushed back at least a little bit. Um, so, so right after the game. They play at 1. Yep. So whenever the game ends, we'll go. There you go. So just a little bit of heads up, and we'll probably recap that game too. All right, let's get to questions. Hit that thumbs up button while you're at it, guys. 122? I feel like we can do a little bit better than that. I have The Pac-12 tournament always gives me nostalgia for two reasons. One, it's, it's such a good time to mm -hmm. go to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Um, like There's just basketball fans everywhere and tons of Buffs fans and stuff like that. And I used to do that every year, and I haven't done it in many, many years. That makes me sad. But also, I just remember like 
my freshman year in college, the Pac-12 tournament being on and I just didn't go to class all day and just watched basketball from like noon to midnight. It's just such a good time. Maybe next year we'll have to do that with uh, Cody on the team and everything. Yes, yes. Hype is going to be through the roof. I mean, these are the pre-Coach Prime basketball teams. Yeah. Next year is going to be a totally different game, man. It's true. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Jay asking about those Aston Martins. Yeah, man. They are something. You don't know what any of that means? Fernando Alonso? I mean, Alonso? I know what an Aston Martin car is. Fernando Alonso? Does that, does that name mean anything to you? Nope. Oh, my God. He had a beautiful pass on Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> beautiful. I'm going to show you after this. All right. <laughs> uh, Jared says he'll be in Vegas. He'll handle the reporting for us. Thank you, Jared. Let's get to questions. And 250 likes, according to uh, Chad. Chad. Let's go. All right. What do we got? From Keith. Boys, how is the food at the DMVR bar? Um, got I mean, some bangers on the menu. We do the pre the apps. I feel like are all bangers. Yep. Uh, the nachos. Yes, I love the nachos. The wings, the pretzel. The nachos are tough for me though, because Allie can't have cheese, mm. so if I, I I can't ever share them. So uh, it's a it's an all or nothing thing, and that is a that is a, a mountain of nachos. Yeah. Doesn't mess around, man. No, it's good stuff. Uh, you definitely chicken need sandwich some help. is fire. Chicken sandwich. Uh, the burgers are all pretty good too. I love the brunch. The brunch yep. is fantastic. Yep. Uh, if I had to pick anything, I think the brunch would probably be my favorite thing. There's also this like flatbread thing that I've been on lately. Oh yeah, it's real good. So um, balsamic hummus, tomatoes. Beautiful. Jimmy asks, "When can DMVR start being at practice?" Um, we don't know yet. We don't know, and we will get the schedule hopefully this week or next week, and we can tell you then. Hell yeah. Next question from Nicholas. How many receivers from last year's team make the cut? All right, let me pull this up then. I saw um, Sowell is still around, right? Who? Chase Sowell. Oh, Chase Sowell, yeah, for sure. Yep. He's there. Uh, he got hurt. He was like starting receiver last year. Yeah. Got hurt like two or three games in, and that was it. I think he got hurt at the Air Force game. So second game of the year. Yeah. Yep. As a freshman, right? As a freshman. Him and – well – he was starting over Jordan Tyson. Jordan Tyson wasn't even starting. He was playing like late garbage time in the TCU game. That's when he had that touchdown catch yeah. from JT Shrout. Um, let me pull up this list real quick, though, and we can get into it. So we've got Montana, of course. He'll be back. We've got Tyson, of course. Back. You can add in Chase Sowell. Back. Um, and then this is where it gets a little hairy, I guess. Um, people keep advocating for Grant Page on Twitter. So you can throw him in the mix. Um, you got Ty Robinson, who's still there. Yep. And Michael Harrison, who was a walk-on. He'll stay as a walk-on. That's about it. I'll say four. So one of those guys is going to go. Yeah. I mean, you've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six freshmen, incoming freshmen. So, yeah. I mean, it's not un it's not unnatural for a college football team to have 10, 11 receivers on the roster. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, next question. Sloan asks, what C rivalry do you guys miss the most? There's only one. I mean, yeah. It's Nebraska. Uh, I have missed the CSU rivalry over the last few years just because it's like 
it's so fun to be that dominant over another school and have them be so butthurt about losing to you. All Little the time. brother. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> um, I already saw like they're starting to yap, you know, and they always do. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to go back and forth with them because they have nothing on us. Um, now that Coach Prime's here, for historical and personal reasons, I'd love to see CU versus Michigan. Mm. We had a good little, uh, I guess it wasn't a home and home. We just went there. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. <laughs> Maybe we can get them. Bring them back. Here. Yep. Uh, next question from Maxwell. If we end up in the Big 12, which could end up being 20 teams, how do they develop schedules knowing you will never play every conference team in a season just random? So I think you kind of saw it with what the SEC... Pac-12 did this. So you don't play all 12 teams in the right. Pac-12. Yeah. But with the SEC, the thing that came out over the weekend, like the scheduling pods, mm-hmm. did you hear about that? Yep. That's so. what the Pac-12 did for, oh, okay. for years. The way the Pac-12 did it is you play everyone in the South, so there's... Mm-hmm. Um, five, mm-hmm. and then you play a rotating schedule of the other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of sucks though because some teams just get screwed. Like yeah. there, you know, there were years when Oregon and Stanford were the cream of the Pac-12 North, and you the Buffs got both of them mm-hmm. like on the road, and it's just like, all right, what the hell? Well, usually too, like they'll have uh... then like USC's playing Oregon State and Washington State, right? But, like, protected rivalries are usually a thing, like, for, like, cross-division, like, in the same conference. Like, yep. when Michigan and Ohio State were in the, the Legends and the Leaders division or whatever. So lame. That was, like, their protected rivalry, so. All right, what's next? That's a good que- soccer question at the bottom. I know, about I saw it. We'll get to it. Uh, from Sloan again, over-under for the number of Nebraska and TCU players who will contact <laughs> Bacchus and Shanker. After being hit by CU's Tyler Brown. <laughs> uh, it is their fault. Back and Schenker is all for when it's not your fault. It is your fault. Exactly. You set, set foot in between the lines. Yep. I love the Tyler Brown hype. He's, I cannot wait, man. He, he, he looks like he is on a mission. He really is. On a mission. And I, I'm so excited for him. And I just want nothing but good things for him because he's such a good dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Always smiling and joking yeah. in the videos. It's the best. We got to get him back at some point. Uh, from Jay Beeman, can you remind us what it would look like as far as TV if we joined the Big 12? Who do they have a TV deal with currently? And are we thinking this could be restructured with the additions of CU? I'm pretty sure they're ESPN and Fox. That sounds right. Definitely some Fox games. Yeah. Um, it might just be Fox. Well, no, because I've definitely seen ESPN it. and Fox Sports through, okay. 20, two, through 2030, 2031. So, so, yeah, for the rest of the existence of college football as we know it, <laughs> for sure. Basically. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to do the math in terms of dividing it all up, but from now until 25, Big 12 is being paid $220 million per year. And then after that, it increases to three hundred and eighty million per year. So there's some of the figures, I guess, if you want to factor in. What are they at? Fourteen or sixteen teams now? Okay. Cool. Next question. Matan fan, why do spring practice start at different times for schools when the season starts at the same time for all? That's a great question. I don't know. I I, I think it's mostly because of school schedules. Um, I know like coach prime didn't want to do like a week and then send them on spring break, but I guess that is what they're doing. Right. I don't know when spring break is actually I think 
I think he said like I hate that because they forget everything you taught them or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. But um, I think that is the situation. Like each school is different. Some schools are on the trimester system. Right. Right. So I think that's the main part of it is there's different schedules for school. Um, so. Well, and other schools have other stuff going on, like track meets, baseball games, stuff like that. Right. So CU doesn't have to deal with at least the baseball part of that. Uh, spring break for CU is March, 20, March 27th through the 31st. Okay, so after S- they start. Yes, practices, yeah. yeah. Uh, how good is Tyus Martin from last year's defensive line? He's huge at 6'4", 320, and will he start? Do you remember anything on Tyus Martin? Uh, he's big. He's very big. Very big. Um. I don't think so. I don't think he'll start, um, but I think he will be a part of that rotation uh, on the uh, on the defensive line. You know, you're probably I, it depends on how they want to run it. And I know that we didn't really get a true answer mm-hmm. from Coach Kelly, but I think that he'll be in that rotation for sure. Uh, only had 13 total tackles, one tackle for a loss last year, but how much was. Play? Says he only he says played in twelve games, okay. um, but I, he was classified as a redshirt freshman last year. So it's kind of a space eater, mm-hmm. which oh. Jalen Tommy is going to be a, a big yep. part of that role. Uh, coming out of high school, he was a three-star recruit, number twenty-seven defensive tackle nationally. So there's some talent there. Obviously, some size. So we'll see. Next question from PD Swag. Question for the boys. What are the worst sports bets you've ever made? Any bets on teams you're a fan of that didn't pan out and stung all the more? <laughs> we want some stories. Wow. Worst sports bets I've ever made. I hate to say this. I don't. I can think of painful ones. Yeah, like some bad beats. Yeah. For sure. But I haven't ever made like a really aggressive bet that didn't pay off. I'll, I'll tell you this. This was probably a bad bet. But this is one of those things where they're like, what's your biggest weakness? And then you tell them strength. Mm-hmm. Like, my biggest weakness is I just work too hard. <laughs> um, my introduction to sports betting was a CU-CSU basketball game. And the Buffs were going to Fort Collins. And they had a stacked roster with like Spencer Dinwiddie. And they were three-point favorites going to Fort Collins. And I was like... I need to find out how to bet on sports because this is the biggest lock of all time. Like, they're going to win by a 1,000. So I literally did what I had to do to be able to bet probably more than I should have been betting at this time um, based on my current net, my, um, net worth at the time and made a massive bet on this. And with, like... Four seconds left. The Buffs were only up two, but they got a rebound. And CSU just did like a frustration <laughs> foul and got two free throws and made them both. And I won the bet. And that's when I was just like, all right, sports betting, not as easy as it looks. <laughs> um, I've been caught on a few bad bets, uh, plenty of college football ones. But uh, do you remember? I just remember this because I was working at SAS. And of course, I bet on the game. But when Todd Gurley was on the Rams, like 2017, 2018, they had a game where they played the Packers and Todd Gurley was running with like 10 seconds left in the game, running towards the goal line and yep. slid down. Yep. I remember I lost that bet by like a point and a half or something like that because oh, of that. That's tough. That was brutal. Uh, Luke Fickle really got on my nerves a couple of years ago at the end of one of the, I think, UCF games. 
But I don't like truly, like you said, truly terrible bets. Like I try not to oh, make I've those. Got one. <laughs> got one. Worst bet I've ever made. It's around about a year ago right now. I bet Russell Wilson to win MVP. Oh man. <laughs> That's definitely Dang. I mean, that one never had a chance. <laughs> I do have one too then. I remember I bet on the Kendall Hinton uh Broncos because it was like plus twenty nine and a half. And oh, I was like, there's no, no way. Twenty <laughs> and then of course they get absolutely destroyed thirty whatever it was to nothing. That's one whatever. of the worst games I've ever watched. Yeah, erase that from our memories, please. That's hilarious. So there you go. There's some stories. Uh, Lawrence asking, what's the better bet? See you winning eight-plus games this upcoming season. Nuggets getting to the finals or Broncos winning the division? Okay, Broncos winning the division. Yeah. Completely out. Yeah. Um, Nuggets getting to the finals is the best bet of those of those three. Uh, just because of the uncertainty with the buffs. Right. Uh, I think they're going to be awesome. Eight-plus is a lot. But um, I, I feel like they're going to be in that range. We just don't know until we've seen them. I've seen it with the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I think they have the best starting five in the NBA. They also have the best player in the NBA. I'm not saying it's a lock, but I feel confident in it. Yeah, just took it to the Grizz the other night, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'd agree. I'm definitely not betting Broncos to win the division. I'll say that. No. Not this year. Uh, <laughs> which one are we doing? Go to Jay. There you go. RK, what will you do if Leeds is relegated? Same thing I'm doing now. Keep cheering them on. There you go. I'm, a, I'm an all or nothing type of True guy. True fan. I don't like once I, I didn't just you know latch on and to be a bandwagon fan. If I was going to do that, I would have picked a much better team. Right. Um, it was the leads came to me, and now mm-hmm. I'm hooked for life. Um, I saw like Liverpool beat Man U by seven, seven to zero. nothing. Yes. Well, that is insane, crazy. especially because Man U is like on a decent run of form. Well, aren't they like top of the table? They're close. They're, I think they're third. Ah, is Liverpool up there though too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All of those fucking teams are always <laughs> up at the top. See, at least you didn't pick one of those. I know. That's what I'm saying. You know, I have to like. A lot of my friends are Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. They're they're first right now, but most of them became fans a while back. So now they get to like ride. Mm, you know, they were like yeah. mid table team. Now they're top. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I I could have just latched onto one of those top teams. Arsenal would have been the easiest one. I didn't want to do that. Mitch hangs around when we talk a little uh, Premier League. <laughs> uh, we have a super chat from Big TZ. Conspiracy theory. Saban leaving soon and passing coaches to CU, or coaches just want to make their own name away from Bama. Um, I think it's just Coach Kelly. People want to coach with Coach Kelly, at least Sal Sinceri's. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would we'll guess. Get a one-off 10-minute interview with him like <laughs> we got with all the other coaches yeah um i think bless you i think that's essentially what it is um and i also think i don't know i think there's that handshake behind behind closed doors agreements between these two guys oh, yeah. um where like saban might just said like hey you should you should grab this guy like he wouldn't do that with a guy that he thinks makes or breaks his coaching staff mm-hmm. but if he respects him and you know it's going to be a, a promotion for one of his guys mm-hmm. I think he would do that. <laughs> I went back back and watched the short from uh, you telling PS2 that we want Bama. Uh, <laughs> so <yeah>. good. <laughs> we should have played that on this, did we? No. I wasn't th- we should have played that. Should we pull it up real quick? He, th- yeah, we can finish on that if you can get it quickly. Uh, of course I can. Wow. Um, really confident in his uh, I am, searching man. skills here. I know what I'm doing. 
Um, and then the hen when uh, Henry was talking to him in the locker room that one time. Do you do you remember that oh, video? Yep, yep, that one is good too. <laughs> that one cracked me up. All Interesting. Right. Someone said that Shane Hooks had a minimum of four fumbles last year. Uh, lost or just fumbles total? I mean, doesn't really matter. True. Got to hold on to the rock. Um, maybe I lied. Maybe this will oh, take me a little bit longer. Too confident in the skills. Hold on, hold Where on. Where are you searching for this? Oh, I just found it. Don't worry. Okay, all right. Don't worry. All right, Alyssa, I'm sending this to you right now. Connor said, bias aside, Fort Collins or Boulder, it, it's truly not close. Yeah, it's come on. It's truly not close. It's Boulder by a wide margin. Yeah. You just got to, I mean, just look at pictures. <laughs> yeah. It's not even, not even a comparison. That being said... You know, I joke on and hate on Fort Collins all the time. It's still like a part of the front range in Colorado, right. which is an amazing place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not, it's not, not, doesn't touch Boulder. There's a reason why Boulder is talked about the way it is, not just by people here, but all around the nation. It's like wins the best place to live award every year. Yeah. <laughs> Unbeatable. You got it, Alyssa? All right, here we go. Here you go. Here's Retelling Pat Sertan of what's up. <laughs> I'm a huge CU football fan. So, okay. so I got to hear what you think about my guy, Coach Prime, coming to Boulder. I think it's, it's a great hire. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I just believe that, you know, he's more than capable of, you know, just taking those guys and, you know, just changing that whole program around, you know, just building a winning culture. So, you know, I'm excited to see it. So We want Bama. <laughs> I don't think you want to say that. Just sl- slow your roll a little bit. You know, you <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that too soon. But we'll <laughs> I'm a huge so good, CU football. Same jacket. Yeah, killing it. Uh, that was, he was such a good sport about that. <laughs> That's fun. I like Pat Sertan a lot. He's a uh, he's he's gonna be a, a Hall of Famer one day. Think so. He was getting the Twitter fingers out over the weekend too. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I saw that. I <laughs> wish he didn't. I wish he didn't. Well, yeah, they brought even, that on themselves. Uh, even <laughs> and entertain that nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there you go. I told Pat Sertan that we're coming for him. Um, there you go, guys. We're at one fifty nine. Week. Let's uh, let's hit the like button on the way out. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, we've got some fun shows. We'll do our best to get some guests coming forward, too. So, Hell yeah. Stay tuned. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.